Welcome to the W2 Prison Break Show, a podcast and YouTube series hosted by real estate investor, author, and coach Brian O'Neill. Tune in each week as we interview business owners who have successfully planned and executed their W2 Prison Break. You'll hear their stories, learn about their challenges, and what ultimately pushed them over the edge and gave them the courage to break free. Most importantly, you'll discover they are not much different than you. Listen in each week as we give you useful insights and action items to start your W-2 prison break and get you on the path you are always meant to be on. Okay, friends, welcome back. We got another great episode for you today. We're going to be speaking with Joe Templin. Before we dive into the episode, I just want to remind everyone that all of these episodes for the W2 Prison Break show are on our YouTube channel. So if you would prefer to watch versus listen and see our pretty faces, then go ahead over to our YouTube channel and have a look at the video. Okay, so Joe Templin is our guest today. He's a great guy, really going to enjoy this episode. He is a human Swiss army knife, as he calls it. He's a writer, he's a mentor, he helps people with mindset, and he's a coach. And he's run ultra marathons. He's a martial artist. So you're going to hear a lot today about excellence and habits. His book, Everyday Excellence, was the number one book on Kindle new release and professional development. So uh, really looking forward to diving in today with Joe. It's going to be a great episode. Joe, welcome to the show. Brian, pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a great conversation. Yeah, it is. I agree. And you're an early riser here. We're recording this early in the morning. So, you know, we're definitely kindred spirits there. You know, I didn't do you enough justice in that introduction there. I was looking at your website yesterday, everyday-excellence.com. You got some great stuff on there. But, you know, before we dive into the topics today, let's give the listeners a little bit of background on you. And, you know, you've done a lot. And again, I want you to expand on that and ultimately how you got to where you are now. And then we'll talk about some of the topics. So I'm an author, obviously. I'm a human Kaizen expert because I have this fundamental belief that we can get better. And through consistent effort, we can unlock our own excellence, whatever your personal definition of that is. As you said, I've done a lot. And one analogy that I use is for i have teenage sons and so they play video games like all teenage boys do and our lives really in a lot of ways are that main quest you know we're all trying to get to the castle and rescue the princess and get the chest of gold and all that but what people have to realize is that on your main quest there's going to be all sorts of side quests you know you might have to go into this tavern and talk with the weird old man, which is probably me, and you know, get some insight or you know, have to go do something. You might be accumulating resources, you might be getting allies, you might just have to go and rest for a little while and recharge so that you have the strength to beat the boss in a lot of ways. And so a lot of your listeners are going to basically want to beat that boss and be able to go off on their own. And it's scary. There's no map for it necessarily. But one of the things is go on as many side quests as you can before you get to the point of having to fully go on the main quest, because that's going to give you resources that you don't realize. And as Steve Jobs said years and years afterwards, 
you know, you can't connect the dots looking for it. It is only looking back that you can do so. And so one of my favorite examples from him is after he dropped out, he still hung around Bard College and he took a calligraphy class. Mm-hmm. And that class that he audited was the inspiration for most of the fonts that we ended up ultimately having in Macintosh and now in Word and Office and all these other things. So you don't know what you're going to take from any particular situation, any particular job, any particular seminar or book or what have you. But as my father always said, look for the pearl. Look for the pearl of wisdom. And very often the pearl comes from something that is irritating, that is gritty, that is not really necessarily something that you want, but look for it because those pearls are valuable. And if you string together enough pearls, you're going to have a very rich life. I love that. I was taking a bunch of notes, so excuse me for looking down. But no you problem. Have some good stuff here. I, love I take the, notes all the time too, so I'll probably be doing the same thing. Yeah, because I can't remember all this stuff, right? But you know, I well, love, when you write it down, actually, you get haptic feedback. Totally. This is one of the things I teach my clients, and this is one of the things that your listeners should always use as a tool. If you write it down, your retention rate jumps by like 25, 30%. And then if you actually read it out loud afterwards back to yourself, you're going to have a greater than 50% retention rate. So just little things like that that can help enhance their capabilities. Completely. And you need to do that with everything. Journaling has been a major needle mover in my life and writing out goals and thoughts and just gratitude and, you know, whatever, just let the pen do the work, right? It just oh. let it pour out of you. But one let of the, the things I write itself, a hundred percent, I love that you talked about the side quest before the main quest. That was what I had wrote down to beat the boss. And maybe you could share with us, or I'd ask you to share with us, what are some of the side quests that you took on before you beat the boss? So I've actually been out on my own forever. I, mm. The last time that I worked for as a W-2, I was actually a graduate student. I was working for the Department of Defense making high-energy optical systems. Mm. So that was 1995. However, I always knew that I was going to be out on my own. And so I was building skills and will set. So skill set and will set are the two most valuable things. And will set is the thing that you can really work on. So I had already earned my first and second degree black belts in Taekwondo. And Mm. that gave me the mindset of being able to push my limit to fight somebody much bigger and stronger than me. I mean, I fought Mike Tyson's sparring partners, even though they were 80 pounds heavier than me. Knocked me out on my feet, but I didn't stop fighting. And that's basically what you need to remember when you go out on your own is you're going to get knocked out. You're going to want to quit. It's going to be so easy to throw in the towel. Don't. Because as Jack Dempsey said, a champion is someone who gets up when he can't. And so just keep getting up. And as Rocky says, you know, life's good. Keep hitting you. It's not how hard you can hit. It's how hard you can get hit. Keep moving forward. So doing something like that will give you the reserves to be able to overcome this. I don't care if it's running marathons, something else that I do, or martial arts, or the discipline to sit there and master an instrument. I mean, you're practicing your fundamentals over and over and over again, and then you understand, I need to perform. So when you're on your own, you need to perform. I mean, you get one chance to sell that particular client to work with. You get one chance to 
make that big pitch. So you need to adopt the mindset of the performer in a lot of ways in that you do all the practice up front. Okay, game time is not practice time, as my friends who played in the NHL said. You need to do all the practice. So you get out there and then you just let it rip. You know, you're probably going to be scared. It's going to be exciting. It's, you know what? You do it. Yeah. And so doing those difficult things, those scary things before you do that is going to be critical. One thing that I'd recommend that your listeners do is do one thing every day that scares them. Mm. I love that. Okay, whether it's talking that. to the pretty you know, girl, whether it is having the conversation with the boss that might be slightly uncomfortable, whether it is pushing themselves physically, whether it is you know, dancing in public you know, or attempting to draw art because I have no artistic ability whatsoever, but I've actually attempted it. My Cub Scouts did not make that much fun of me, so that's yeah. good. But yeah. th- it's these little things. It is this habit of pushing your envelope and pushing yourself because eventually when you get into running your own gig, you don't have the boss cracking the whip over you. You don't have, you know, somebody else holding you accountable. So I've worked with thousands of financial advisors and representatives over the years, coaching them in offices and agencies. And the thing that kills a lot of people who want to be entrepreneurs is they can't handle the freedom. And so as Jocko Willink says, discipline equals freedom. So you need to work on your discipline so that when eventually you do have the freedom, it does not overwhelm you. You know, you don't go to the DMV in the middle of the day if you can avoid it. Yes, you get the freedom, but if you're not working, then you're not making money. So you need to have the discipline to every single day, pick up the phone to call the potential clients that you need to do, or sit there and write for two hours a day if that's part of what you do, or to... You know, sit there and put together the marketing stuff every single day to do the social media, to do the postings. Okay, this requires discipline. And that is the thing that kills most people when they break away from being a W 2 is that they don't have the discipline to do what they need to do every single day. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's great, Joe. The W, it doesn't get any easier when you start your own business. It actually can become more difficult because now you have people relying on you. So you have employees, right? So discipline. And and also you have to wear all the hats because when we're a W-2, we're very often an SME, a subject matter expert. We just Mm -hmm. have to do this. Okay. Now when you go out on your own, you're chief cook and bottle washer. I mean, you need to put together the plan and execute the plan. And by the way, you also have to do all the marketing. You have to do the bookkeeping. You know, even if you have somebody that you're handing that off to, you still have to do a bunch of stuff. You have to constantly be ready to sell your services. So you need to develop all these other skill sets and run them simultaneously. Correct. Which is a very different thing. So start being ready to do that, adopting the mindset of the entrepreneur well before you go out on your own. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that most people are not ready mentally to leave their job and start if it's the business of their dreams. I mean, that's what we talk about here is you can start a business around your passion, but you have to be mentally prepared for it. You you talked about preparation about your NHL buddies. And, you know, there's a reason these guys look like they know what they're doing because they're doing all the stuff behind the scenes that nobody's paying any attention to, right? They're working at it. Yeah, Mikhail Baryshnikov said that you know, it takes a hundred times the effort to make it look effortless. Yeah, absolutely. So I love your website 
everyday-excellence.com. Everyday I'm going to shout out to Athena for doing that, by the way. Athena, great job. I recommend everyone going to take a look. But one of the things you talked about, there's a blog there, you've been on a bunch of podcasts and you've wrote a book or, or maybe multiple books, but I loved that you referred to, you know, excellence is a habit. So maybe expand on what you mean by that a little bit more, because habits are super important for people who want to leave their job and become business owners. Yeah. Habits are going to determine your future, whether they're good habits or bad habits. Hmm. You know, a lot of people have bad habits, you know, they sleep in, they don't read. I was actually talking with one of my friends from high school earlier today. He's like, I haven't read a book in years. I'm like, dude, you need to fix that. Yeah. You know, because I actually mentioned in my book, according to the Pew, the average American, 50% of them from the time that they graduate, read one or fewer books a year. So, that's so you know, anybody who wants to go out on their own needs to read The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber, period, case closed. Can you repeat you that? Repeat that book. Myth Revisited by right. Michael Gerber. It's all about how to build processes into your business. I saw him speak 20 years ago. It was like having Sam Kennison deliver. He was absolutely <laughs> off the chart, high energy. It was great. And you know, your Gen Xer listeners will understand that reference. Sorry, millennials. Sorry, Zoomers. But it's one of these things that you, instead of learning and making the mistakes and getting the scars yourself, how about you let somebody else make the mistakes first? How about you learn the history? How about you understand? How about you look wherever you can adopt or steal a process from somebody else? And processes produce consistency. That's one of the things that I teach financial advisors. That's why I teach other people who are trying to write books, is that you need to develop a process that makes sense for your business and you, that you can repeat and repeat and repeat. And if you do, you are going to have somewhat predictable results because in the entrepreneurial world, we don't have that guaranteed paycheck every two weeks. So we need to manufacture some sort of predictability for ourselves. So if you know that if I send 20 emails to warm leads every single day, I'm going to get two pieces of business per week. If that's sufficient to run your business, then that one thing that you need to do every single day is send those 20 emails. Maybe it is calling 15 potential clients. Maybe it is posting for, to various social media for 20 minutes a day. I don't know what the particular one thing, to go back to Curly from City Slickers is, yeah. but determine that one thing and then do it religiously every single day. That's right. That's right. Now, it's great advice. You have to have the system. You have to have the process. And then you have to measure. You have to track everything. Otherwise, what are you doing? When you can have predictability in your business or and, and your life too, you can apply what you just mentioned to your life as and well, the, not just the business. And that's why you know, I'm a big fan of James Clare's habit stacking from Atomic Habits. Mm. I mean, when I was writing the book, my habit was I would get up, I would grab my cup of coffee, which was there ready, and I turned on the coffee pot so that the new pot would be ready when I was done with that cup. So I was priming, and this goes to setting up the night before for your morning. Very important. So you, your business day begins the night before. Always remember that. If you're out drinking until 3 o'clock in the morning, you can't answer the bell at early o'clock. No. God, and I this is why I see late. young entrepreneurs screw up all the time. So I would have that cup of coffee. I would sit down. I would write. I would dump out what was in my brain because as you sleep, you process information. Mm -hmm. Then I would read. I'd read The Daily Stoic. 
by Ryan Holiday. Now I'm reading The Daily Laws by Robert Greene. And I read my book every single day. I read my own book that I wrote and I do the action item. And sometimes I'm like, ooh, this is tough. But I do that every morning. Then I go and I work out for 30 plus minutes, including doing martial arts. And every single day I do at least 100 punches each hand of the first technique that I learned after how to bow 35 plus years ago. So I've done that punch 10 million times. I don't need to think about it at this point, but I do it every single day because just like a musician practicing their scales to warm up at the beginning, just like any, you know, baseball player taking a few swings before they get in, it sets your mind. It sets the standard for the day. So I do that workout and I sit down and I write every single day. And so if you're going to write a book, you have to write every single day. If you're going to build a business, you need to do the fundamentals of it every single day. So, and I get up typically at 4.30 this week. It's been earlier because of my kids. So I get up at 4.30 and I do all that by 5.15, 5.30. I've already been more productive than most people are by noon. And I set myself up physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally for success for that day. And then what I do is I sit down and I'll write something like this, my index card of the most important things that I need to do that day that are not on the schedule. So if I have like a podcast like this or a meeting, what have you, those obviously I have to do those, but this is all the critical things I need to do around that. And typically it's four to six things. And as I do them, I cross them off. And when they're all crossed off, I throw it in the garbage. That's awesome. So you have okay, this so dialed it's out in. of my head and yeah. on the paper, then it's done. And I just move on. Again, more writing. So you have this doubt. By the way, he held up an index card for those of us watching on YouTube. I got the same thing. So I do it every single day, the top three needle movers for the day that are not on the calendar. This is super important. So you've got this dialed in. I want to ask you a question here. You got this dialed in morning routine, which is critical. You do have to have intention and routine, you know, and it doesn't have to be everything that Joe does, but, you know, I believe in movement. So exercise is super important, you know, reading, writing, journaling, you know, meditate. A lot of people meditate. There's a bunch of things you can do to set yourself up to win the day. And that's what it's all about. Winning this. Win particular. the morning, win the day. In fact, that's today's page in the book. Great. Let's get to the book in a minute. But I want to ask you, because this happens to everyone, including me, it happened to me this morning. What happens when on those days where you're just like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. I don't want to work There's out. There's a phrase my mom taught me when I was seven years old. My mom would not taught me this. That's an entire different discussion. Suck it up. Okay. You just do it. I mean, there are days when I don't want to do it, but as Jocko Willink says, I do it. Okay. My morning habits are not super complex. It's not like I'm performing brain surgery or nuclear engineering or stuff like that. It's, you know, you get up, I read for two or three minutes. Anybody can read for two or three minutes. Okay. Yeah. I work out, okay? That workout, I mean, some of those techniques I've been doing for 35 plus years, okay? I write. Even if I throw away 90% of what I write, because it sucks, which has happened, mm -hmm. there's still one line in there that's good. There might be you know, a couple of ideas that I'm not going to go with how I approached them in that day's writing. I'm going to go a different direction, but I've clarified that thinking. So no workout's a bad workout. It's always better, okay? So you don't have to have you know the workout of the rock for three hours or anything you just have to have no goose eggs and i want your people to write that down no goose eggs so you can't go through a single business day without doing 
the basic thing that you need to. Yeah. Okay. If you need 10 introductions, maybe you're not getting 10, but don't have zero. Okay. Cause some right. days are going to be better. Some days are going to be worse. We have our biorhythm. The economy has cycles. Everything moves in patterns. Make sure you have no zeros though. Love it. Love it. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. And if you do have a day that you're a little bit off, you know, just go easy on yourself. Tomorrow's another day. You don't have yeah. to, you're going to have those off days for and me. If you focus on winning the morning, winning the day. And one of the things I try and do is I try and like really put forth extra effort early in the week. So today's Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going this afternoon to the amusement park with my kids because I've done everything that I need to do for the week. I built it in the schedule. I busted my hump. I've been up at 4 a.m. instead of 4.30 to get that extra stuff in. And my kids are like, this is awesome. Yeah, that's great. And that's probably what your kids drive you to do what you're doing, right? Because yeah. you want to you have that time with them and, and you scheduled it in. I'm doing the same thing. I mean, my son and I are going to get haircuts, but you know, I'm not working so because I've already hit all my goals for the week. But Exactly. And it's an investment in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that is not, not necessarily something that gets measured and put on the balance sheet or into the business plan, but you're going to spend time with that young man and you're going to be better for it. And it allows you to focus on your goals more because why are we doing this? Not for some external reward. We're doing this so that our kids can have the life that we want to give them to. We're doing this so that they can have the model of what a parent is supposed to be. Hardworking, creative, loving, you know, responsible, all those things. So your kids need to see what you're doing and why. Because I was talking with one of the young entrepreneurs who I mentor and giving somebody a standard to uphold or to work towards is one of the best things that you can do. So when you're recruiting people into your enterprise as it grows, give them the standard and vision. As my son, my middle one said last year, we had gone and I had worked all day Mm -hmm. helping my dad out taking care of stuff down in the family cabin, digging things. Literally, it was like 10, 15 hours just back-breaking work. And at the end, my son looked at me, my 15-year-old. I'm like, you did a good job today. He's like, yeah, I worked like a template. I'm like, yes, that's exactly what I want to hear from you. Nice. That's a good story. Your kids are watching. Kids yep. are watching, parents. They're, they're paying attention to what you're doing. So do the right thing. Let's talk about your book. You wrote a book. Everyday Excellence, and it was number one on Kindle? Yep, it was the number one new release on Amazon Kindle in professional development. And so I guess they moved over into psychology now because, you know, bigger category or whatever. But you know what? I was talking with the former head of psychiatry at one of the local medical centers, and they're Mm -hmm. like, this book has so much hidden just beneath the surface. It's incredible. I'm like, Mm. thank you. That means a lot to me. Awesome. So give us kind of the general premise of the book and, you know, your inspiration behind it. And, you know, was it, I didn't want to talk to you about like the tactical side of it. Like how long did it take you to write? And, you know, just give us some insight there. And remember, as it says in the Bible, people without a vision will perish. So if you, or as Nietzsche says, if you have a strong enough why, you will overcome any how. So mm-hmm. that's the thing for your listeners is have that big why, have that big goal, and then start putting together the plans to reach it. Even if it's just 12% of a plan, as Star-Lord would say, you know, it's better than nothing and you're going to alter it along the way. So the book is, I call it a multivitamin for life because we all have these different components of our life, our physical health, our mental health, our spiritual health, our occupation, our communication, our relationships. 
And unfortunately, we're missing little components in there on a regular basis. And if you're missing various vitamins over time, you end up getting sick. Same thing in terms of our overall health, in terms of our life. If we're missing things over an extended period, we're going to fall apart and break in certain capacities. So this book is designed to every single day be a daily reader and give people a bunch of the different things that they need, whether it's helping them with work, helping them with their mindset, helping them with their physical health, helping them with their relationships. And it's sort of like the Oracle of Delphi in that the reader is going to find what they seek. They're going to be looking at it through their own reticular activation system and finding what they need to make themselves better. The structure of it is that I use a quote from somebody every single day, could be Mahatma Gandhi, could be Dr. Seuss, could be Oprah Winfrey. And then there's discussion and analysis around that. But the big difference between my book and a lot of the other daily readers is that there's an action item every day. I have a saying, words are weak, actions speak. So it's not your intentions, it's not your thoughts, it's what you actually do that matters. So by having an action item that solidifies some of the concepts or mindsets of that particular discussion, it changes the reader. They're actually doing something that makes them better. Mm -hmm. So for example, one of my favorite ones is smile at five people today. And so that doesn't seem like a big deal, and it really isn't. But there is so much under the surface with this. So from a biochemical point of view, when you smile, you actually decrease the cortisol in your system. Okay, Cortisol is the stress hormone. It creates inflammation. So if you have arthritis, it actually compounds it. If you have to worry about belly fat, which most Americans do, it actually compounds the problem. And it unnaturally ages. So when you smile, you actually release a lot of happiness hormones. You become more intelligent for the next 10, 15 minutes. You become more creative for a little bit. And you know, as you see me smiling, you're smiling because you yeah. can't help it. It activates the mirror neurons in your neocortex. So suddenly you're laughing and a little bit happier. I have given you the gift of health and it cost me nothing to do. Hmm. Thank you. And so thank you. <laughs> and you know, you're making me smile too. So yeah. that's one of the best things about doing these podcasts is that I get as much as I give in them, maybe even more. So this is awesome. And it's a great symbiotic relationship. By the way, if you're building a business, build symbiotic relationships. Don't try and you know rape somebody and get the profit right away. Have long-term relationships where you can both benefit over the years. And that is how you build a sustainable and viable business. Totally. That's great advice. Action speak. I love that I wrote that down. Again, taking a bunch of notes here. What I love about action is that, you know, there's really not a lot of difference between human beings that are successful and not successful. It's that word, right? It's the action. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Like imperfect action is fine too. You just have to, you, we're just doing something, right? We're doing something right. about it. And we're, and but doing we're doing it, it consistently. Consistently. Anyone can put on their Superman suit for a day, yeah. but it's doing it day after day, even not. So anybody can run a mile. Mm. Okay. And almost everybody I know can run a mile faster, but can they run 26? Can they run 75? No. So it's the consistently doing it. Why? Because every single day I push myself and I work out. So I have the mental and physical reserves to tap into to just keep going when need be. So my average work day is like 15 hours, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. As my dad taught me years ago and my dad 
ran his own business, work half days. Any 12 hours will do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that's just why I've adopted. So I get up at 4.30 in the morning, I train, and then I start working. And, you know, then I can train again later in the day, but I do what needs to be done and I consistently do it. I yeah. don't take days off unless, you know, I'm dead, which has happened occasionally, but you just keep doing it. So you don't go work really hard one day and then blow it off for the next two weeks. That is the death sentence for entrepreneurs. Okay. It's like if you eat, you know, salad and, you know, lean chicken and drink water one day, and then you're eating five donuts and cheeseburgers for the next week, you're not going to get healthier. That's okay? not a good recipe. No, that, no, it might be fun, but it's not going to be successful, nor is it going to be sustainable. You know, if you go and run 15 miles one day and then sit on the couch for the rest of the week and then do it, try and do it again, that's not going to really help you out as much as going to run three to four miles several times a week. Okay, so where can we get the? Let's tell everyone where, where we can get your book, Everyday Excellence. Before we forget that, and then I want to ask you a question about your ultra marathons. Sure. So you can get the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any place like that where books are available. Mm -hmm. But I actually recommend that you go to my website, everyday-excellence.com, because even though you can buy the book and you can buy it in bulk there, it's a great thing for your team if you've got a team working with you or to give to clients because they'll see the book every day. Mm -hmm. So it's better than buying them a bottle or tickets to something. So that's everyday dash excellence, but there's all sorts of other resources. There are podcasts. We're putting up the link to the YouTube channel. There is every day, a micro blog. So basically an espresso of excellence for the morning. And that's an additional, you know, takes you 90 seconds to read it. So even if you don't buy the book, you can start getting your mindset around what it takes for you to be successful and unlock your excellence in your entrepreneurial journey. Which is the most critical thing. The mindset is the most critical thing. That's mindset a difference maker. Is the only thing. Yeah. Espresso of excellence. That's so good. All right. So this is for me personally. I hope that, you know, the listeners are loving this too, but I'm just totally intrigued by the ultra marathon thing. I mean, I thought it was daunting. I thought that I would never be able to run a half marathon in my life. And I, told myself that I couldn't do it. And that's why I didn't oh, do it. Oh, because you told yourself I you told myself. do it. Yeah. I mean, and I was in great physical condition. I ran all the time and I just couldn't bust past the 10 mile mark. And then one day I went for a seven mile run. I ended up running a half marathon. And I'm like, well, how the heck did I do that? You know? And it was because I said I was going to do it. Right. So. Uh, well, you didn't I, realize you were doing it, which is something that a lot of entrepreneurs do in terms of their success. Yeah. You just keep doing it and you don't stop. And that's actually how I did my first ultra. So I hate running, by the way. Let's put <laughs> that out there, okay? Yeah. But I got into doing Ragnars, which my, oh, my light went out, okay? Which my buddies got me into years and years ago. Uh -huh. And Ragnar is a roughly 200-mile team relay race where you run six, three legs each. So you run for, you know, might be two miles, might be nine miles. Then you sit in the van and you get Stockholm syndrome with your buddies. Then maybe you sleep on the floor of a gym or whatever, or out in the woods. And then you run again and again, and you just cycle that way. And eventually you've done 200 ish team miles. I've done like 20 of those, but during COVID all the races stopped. Hmm. And so one of the members of my running team is like, we need to do something crazy so we don't go insane. And so we decided we were going to do like a virtual Ragnars. And then we decided, hey, let's do a backyard ultra. So every hour you would have to run between one and three miles. And then you do it again and again and again. 
And I'm like, okay, I'll commit to the three miles because I'm a distance hog. And I thought it was starting at 5 a.m. It actually started at 9, so I had four hours more advanced than everybody else. And it was a really hot day. It was like 85 degrees. And I loved running in the heat. So, you know, after like five, six hours, everybody's starting to like drop on out. And I'm like, I can keep going. And so I kept going. And I had sworn after my second real marathon that I was never running another marathon again. So when I got to like 40 miles, I'm like, hey, I can keep going. I'm just going to turn this into a double marathon because mathematically two negatives make a positive. So in my twisted mind, especially at that point, you know, 40 plus miles in, yeah. I'm like, you know what? That makes perfect logic but sense, even though it's, you know, completely insane, but that's okay. So I just kept doing it. And when I got to about mile 40, I was like physically spent, mentally spent. I had almost nothing left in the emotional tank. And then actually one of my friends reached out to me and she was having a horrible day. She needed help. So I, any emotional reserves that I had that I was planning on finishing that double marathon with, I actually gave to her. And so one of the things my mom always taught me is when you're having a bad day, help somebody else. Hmm. And so by focusing on helping her, I did not realize that I was cranking out those last miles. And so when I finished it, it took me about 21 hours, 20 hours total to finish this 52 and a half miles. Amazing. And I'm in the shower afterwards and I'm, you know, like shaking and everything. I'm like, you know what? This hurts, but it's a good sore heart because I accomplished something. Only about 100,000 people have done ultra marathons. And afterwards, I'm like, you know what? With a little more training and better nutrition, all this, I can do better than this. I can go further and faster. So about six months later, I started at midnight, had better nutrition, all that. And I did a full 100 kilometers. And I did the 100 kilometers in less time that it took me to do the double marathon. Wow. 10 more miles, a couple hours less, and I felt better. So then I was training to do a 125 in April, but I broke my leg and oh. it sprained my ankle, separated my ankle. You know, my physiotherapist, like, if you run, you will break your leg and you will not be able to run for a year. I'm like, okay. So I stopped running for a while. I'm just getting back into it right now. Also getting ready for my next degree in martial arts, but I'm planning on running the hamster wheel in November which is a four mile loop and just keep going around and around and around and around. Wow. Amazing. You get a cool belt buckle. So yeah, it's all about the cool, you know, the cool swag. Yeah. You got to be in a great mental place to do that. I can tell you. I know you completely brain damaged. So it's the same thing as, you know, starting a business. You either need to be in great mental shape or you need to be completely insane. And having a combination of the two is actually probably the recipe for success. I love it. I love it. Joe, you've given some great advice on habits and excellence. We've got your website, everyday-excellence.com. We've talked about ultra marathons and all this great stuff that you've done and, you know, just being committed. You're super disciplined and focused and committed. That's really what it takes. Maybe you've given some books too. So I want to ask you the books. You've given a bunch of maybe a favorite quote or two to leave us with and then any, you know, final thoughts and then, you know, anything, anywhere you want us where people can get in touch with you. Because I do, I know you do, you do some coaching and do some mentoring. Yep. So let's talk about that as well before so we wrap up. Coaching and mentoring, basically, my job is to help unleash the excellence that you have there mm-hmm. and help you reach your goals. So that's what's all around, whether it's working with an individual or an organization. 
in terms of a quote, it's actually more of a concept. It's taken from yet another book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, which I recommend everybody look at. And in it, he had interviewed Admiral Stockdale. So James Stockdale was the highest ranking officer in the Hanoi Hilton, where like John McCain was and all this. And he was a practicing stoic. And Jim Collins asked him about the people who made it through those horrific conditions. Hmm. And he's like, was it the optimist? And it's actually, no, the optimist broke first, you know, because, oh, I'm going to start my business and everything's going to be hunky dory and people are going to, and like unicorns are going to bring me bags of money and cupcakes every day. And it's going to be wonderful. And those people get punched right in the face. As Mike Tyson says, everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And they get like, you know, broken quickly. And then the people who got broken next, though, were the cynics. People were like, this sucks. You know, we're never getting out of here. They eventually broke, but not as quick as the Pollyannas. Hmm. The people who survived were the ones who embraced what came to be known as the Stockdale paradox, which is embrace the bitter truth, but never give up hope. Okay, we're at the start of a recession. Things suck. Period, case closed. Okay, your business might be in the dumps right now. You know, you might be operating under immense financial constraints or emotional constraints or time constraints or what have you. You know, understand all the nitty gritty, nasty, bad things about it. But don't give up hope. Okay, if you're going through hell, keep on going. If you've got a plan and you can alter your plan and adjust as, you know, things change in the environment, in the economy, with everything. But if you understand and you believe hard enough and never give up hope and do the work every single day, you will succeed. And that is what I want people to take away with. So have that vision, but do the work every single day and never give up. Beautiful. You can't fail if you don't quit. Exactly. Um, Joe, this has been tremendous. I love the interview. I'm so glad we connected and I'm really looking forward to everyone hearing this and taking action and going to your website and grabbing your book too. We'll put that in the show notes. I appreciate you spending the time with us today and you know, look forward to maybe having you on again sometime because this is just great stuff. I would love to come on back, Brian. Be excellent and grow today. Awesome. It's a great way to end it. Everyone, make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the W2 Prison Break Show. Don't forget, you can watch all full video episodes on our YouTube channel. Definitely check that out and please subscribe. Go to w2prisonbreak.com to learn more. If you like this show, please leave us a rating and review so we can continue to support you and the thousands of others planning their W2 Prison Break. Here's to you busting out.